Hale Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hale Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hale Varsity Radio. Wrapping up hour number one here on Herd Out Sports Radio, live from the Herd Out Sports Bar and Grill on the H&H Chevrolet stage. I'm Robbie Lula. That's Andrew Rogers. Hey! You can hear us on AM590 ESPN Omaha or ESPN Tri-Cities. We are joined now by Cole Carmody. He is a, he covering K-State football for Go Power Cat. Cole, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, we appreciate you giving us some time here as Kansas State is going into a top 25 matchup with Kansas. Not too that's shabby. kind of a bizarre thing to say out loud, right? That, that's not a super common thing in this rivalry. No, it's not at all. I think this is the first time since the mid-90s that um, Kansas and Kansas State are both entering the Sunflower Showdown as ranked opponents. But um, Lawrence, Kansas is going to be a hop in place on Saturday. It's going to be a great game. Quarterback uncertainties, which I'm sure we'll talk about for the Jayhawks, but um, this is an important game for the state, and I know the fans are looking forward to it. Yeah, and it's an important game for Kansas State as well. They are just a game back. I know they lost that uh, heartbreaker to Texas a couple weeks ago, but still just a game back in the loss column from the Longhorns and very much in the thick of that Big 12 race. Um, with kind of all that still on the table for Kansas State, how's the mindset of the team right now? I think it's pretty high. You know, obviously uh, there was a statement released or leaked, I should say, mm -hmm. by the Big 12 Conference earlier this week. And, you know, I don't know how much the players actually buy into the, all of the, the outside noise, as they like to say. That's kind of been a motto for this team is block out the outside noise. They've definitely had some struggles. They lost to Oklahoma State early in the year. They lost on a 61-yard field goal in Missouri. And then, as you mentioned, that loss to Texas. But this is a team that has a lot of veteran leaders, and they seem locked and ready to go. This game is so important. Kansas State has over 50 kids from the state of Kansas on the team. Um, Kansas has actually two players on the depth chart, the Jayhawks do, on the two deep. Uh, that are from the state, and Kansas State has nine. So you, you can tell that this game means a little bit more to Kansas State, and um, it, it's going to be a great game for sure. Cole, speak to that confusion a little bit that you were inferring with uh, the difficult, or I guess the more difficult path K-State now faces to get to the conference championship game. What do you make of the midseason tiebreaker clarification that could keep the Wildcats from the big title game, big 12 title you know, game? I <laughs> It's kind of funny because this has been a, a talking point on you know on our website and throughout the fan base on Twitter and all that and you know if you were to ask any K State fan I think they would agree that um, was the rule in general bad yes the rule in general was bad Oklahoma State both Oklahoma and Kansas State head to head and I think the consensus is agreed upon that they have actually earned that right assuming they do win out to make the Big 12 title game but I think the frustration comes with the league. Um, very rarely do you see a conference come out and actually change the rules in the middle of the season. Um, if they would have just came out and said, hey, we changed the rules, I don't think the frustration would be as much. But the fact that they came out and said that they didn't change the rule when if you go back and read the rule, they actually did, 
that's where the frustration comes into play. Cole, so uh, focusing on this Kansas game, you mentioned the uncertainty about the quarterback situation for the Jayhawks. How do you think Kansas State is preparing considering uh, there's not, they're not totally sure who's going to be behind center? I think either way, what Kansas wants to do is run the football. Devin Neal and Daniel Hyshaw, that's, that's what their game is. If you have Jason Bean at under center, it obviously makes it a little bit easier for the Jayhawks to run the football. But I think for Kansas State, you've got to prepare like Jason Bean is the guy. Um, we've heard Cole Ballard may, might be in line to start that game, the, the true freshman walk-on um, from Wisconsin. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But if I were to guess, I, I truly believe that Kansas State believes Jason Bean will play and that's how they'd be preparing. Um, it's going to be a lot easier for them to adjust to the freshman than it would be to adjust to the fifth-year senior. Cole, we are in the, uh, the, the, the high points of the coaching carousel currently with jobs opening up, and that's always cause for concern for a coach as good as Chris Kleiman and somebody that's not getting paid the big bucks. So with that being said, even with the eight-year contract extension he got last year, he's still only making about five and a half annually. Could, um, or I guess maybe how much weight do the rumors hold knowing that he has that extension, but he's also connected to the Texas A&M job and other uh, football jobs out there? You know, I don't have any, any worry at all, and I don't think Kansas State fans do either that Chris Kleiman is going to leave. He's a Midwestern guy from the state of Iowa. Him and he talked about how close he and athletics director Gene Taylor are to each other. Gene Taylor is a guy who's in his 60s. Chris Kleiman is in his mid-50s. Um, I just don't see any way that Chris Kleiman leaves Kansas State, especially for a job like Texas A&M. I know that's kind of been the rumors out there regarding Kleiman and A&M, but it, 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 it's very far-fetched to me. The only job that I could see Chris Kleiman even entertain would be his home state of Iowa, um, and I don't think <laughs> you guys in Big Ten country would know. Um, only the <laughs> offensive coordinator situation might be a little bit iffy um, up there, but I, I just can't see any way Chris Kleiman – leaves Kansas State. Uh, he, he's building this program. They're poised to be at the top of the new Big 12. It would seem to be a very lateral move wherever he would go, unless it's an SEC school. I cannot see Chris Kleinman leaving anywhere anytime soon. So, Cole, you mentioned that Iowa job and his and the relationship between Kleinman and, and Gene Taylor. You know, Iowa does have technically an open AD job as well. Is that part of the reason that there's a little bit of concern there? Because I've heard rumors that if Kirk Ferentz steps down because of this whole Bryant situation, that they may go after Kleiman and Gene as a kind of a package deal. Yeah, I think that that would be the biggest concern, which is kind of crazy to think that Iowa over you know, a school like Texas A&M would be in contention for Chris Kleiman. But, yeah, I, I can't see um, at this moment in time anyway, Gene Taylor has kind of gotten to the point. He, he's made a lot of hires. He hired Jerome Tang on the basketball court. Kansas State obviously made the, made the Elite Eight last year. He hired Chris Kleiman, who won a Big 12 championship. Um, he hired a new volleyball coach for Kansas State, who has them poised to make the NCAA tournament. And the women's team, uh, women's basketball team, just had a massive upset against uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes on the road last night. So the athletics department is really in good shape for K-State. I guess if you want to look at it from that way, Gene Taylor's done everything he can do to build this athletic department to that point. Um, but he's, again, he also is probably – you know, two or three years away from, from retiring. I know he has uh, his, his whole entire family in Manhattan. He has his grandkids. And 
Um, if there would be a time for him to leave, I, I think it would be now, but I just don't know how much work that Gene Taylor um, has left in him. And so that will be the big thing. But, you know, if Gene Taylor does leave and take that job in Iowa, then I think there's some real concern that Chris Kleinman could follow him, assuming that head coaching position comes open. Cole, I know last year when uh, Lance Leipold's name came up at Kansas, not only did they extend er, at, at Kansas for other jobs, not only did they extend him, but they tried to kind of shore up the infrastructure of that Kansas football program with NIL and facilities and things like that. Has Kansas State done anything? I know that Kleiman got the extension. Have they tried to kind of improve some of the things around him to try and make it more enticing to stay, or is it mostly just the relationship with Gene Taylor? I I think it'd be more the relationship aspect. I know Kansas State, um, they do value their NIL pretty seriously. Um, They were able to have some pretty big recruiting wins. Um, in the last 2023 cycle, and a lot of that had to do with the NIL. They convinced a four-star top 100 kid in Avery Johnson to stay home at quarterback. He's actually played some this season. Um, but as far as facilities go, Kansas State just completely upgraded um, their stadium. They, they built brand-new um, end zone with suites, and uh, it, it really has made brand-new practice facilities. So it really has made elevated the entire football program. Um, and anytime you win a Big 12 championship, there's going to be more fan interest. And so they sold out every single home game the last two seasons. Um, that is a streak that I know Kansas State fans are, are excited about getting this program heading in the right direction. Um, but, yeah, anytime you have success, there's going to be people that come calling. And there's no doubt that Chris Feynman is a hot commodity. Cole, we will uh, get you out of here on this. Map out the path for us for K-State to get to the Big 12 title game. What has to go right for this team in order to get to that stage? (laughs) You know, it's kind of funny you ask that question because there's still 16,000 possibilities. I kid you not, (laughs) 16,000 possibilities with two weeks left to go for the Big 12 championship game. But for K-State, it's pretty simple. They need to win out. If they win out, then I think you ask them, and, and they have they feel like they have a great chance to get in. Um, Oklahoma State, the easiest way would be Oklahoma State to lose a game, Texas to lose a game, Kansas State, or excuse me, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma to lose a game, and Kansas State to win out, then they would be in the Big 12 championship game. However, if Texas loses to Iowa State, um, then there is a potential for a four-way tie at the top, assuming Oklahoma and Oklahoma State went out. Um, and if there is a four-way tie, but from what we can tell from the rules, as long as they're not changed in the, in the middle of the week next week, <laughs> Kansas State might actually have a good chance to get into the Big 12 championship game then. But for them, it's simple. they got to win out. they got to do some scoreboard watching and let the chips fall where they may. Cole, we appreciate your time. Uh, great stuff, and uh, good luck this weekend against the big rival in that Sunflower Showdown. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, Cole. That's Cole Carmody from Go Power Cat. That's part of the 24-7 Sports Network. I got to be honest. If I were him, I'd be a little more concerned about, maybe not about Texas A&M. You know, he is a Midwestern guy, but $11 million is a lot of money, too. Mm -hmm. Doubling that salary is hard to say no to. I don't care how much you like Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, or the Midwest. <laughs> I'd be a little more concerned. I could find a way to be comfortable just about anywhere for $11 million, except for the Velisca Axe murder house. Uh, Not happening. I don't know. I'd go, there. <laughs> I'd go there for $11 million. If you were paying me for one night, say less. Coming up next, we've got our guy Michael Rose Ivy. We're going to dive deep into Nebraska and Wisconsin tomorrow here on Herd at Sports Radio. Hail Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m.
On Thursday's show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hail Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hail Varsity Radio.